This is the Great Financial Sense Podcast. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, James. Happy to be with everyone today. Another uh, beautiful day in Michigan. Yeah. Hey, we were able to walk in without snow today, so that was good. <laughs> Big difference than last week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, it's funny when you kind of look at what's been going on in terms of the outside noise last month, a lot more quiet than it was the previous couple months. It has been, yeah. Uh Depending on what you're looking at, obviously, right. I would say that the uh, the headliner for the month of February was the dramatic rise that we saw in interest rates, specifically the 10-year Treasury bond yield. Um, so let's just kind of jump right into a little bit of a, a review yeah. of February 2021. Yeah, the market digested. Yeah. So uh, market S&P 500 was down, you know, not quite a percent, 0.83%, but you know, two plus percent downside in the final week of February. That was pretty dramatic, and that's what pulled us into the red for the month of February. What was the driver of that volatility? This The dramatic rise in the 10-year Treasury bond yield. It really caught investors by, I don't want to say surprise, but it caught investors' attention. And anytime you see interest rates rising, understand that that's going to cause a repricing through the entire capital market complex. Mm -hmm. And that repricing, as interest rates go higher, the present value of future cash flows is actually less. And so when you're looking at stock prices, it's just, what is it? It's the present value of a future stream of cash flow. Right. So when you see that interest rate volatility, expect market volatility. But, you know, typically those interest rates increasing, depending on what they're increasing for, um, it, it's actually a sign of health. It's right. a sign of growth. So we just got to get through it, charge through it, um, understand where the the dramatic impact will be, mm -hmm. and we'll be all right. Right. Well, maybe some of that, the relatively quiet month, allowed us to pay attention to some of the things that matter. Right. Right. Yep. Now, the virus is still front and center, you know, and in people's minds and right. their thoughts. Does the market believe that maybe we're approaching herd immunity? Yeah. I'll tell you, the rise in interest rates would would support that thesis. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the last economist that I heard kind of speak to virus and herd immunity was, uh, again, speaking to this kind of 50% level that we might already be at. So 50% of the U.S. population has some... Either they've had one shot per vaccine, they've maybe had the virus, maybe they've had both shots and are fully vaccinated. But one way or the other, we're starting to build up that protection. That means we can reopen the economy. Mm -hmm. When we start to reopen the economy, interest rates would move higher. So, I mean, it, it, it aligns perfectly. It aligns just like you would expect. So I think we are at a place where the herd immunity is building and not not to mention vaccinations are still on the rise. So, you know, this is really one of the, I think, the main driving uh, forces behind interest rates increasing. And, and that's okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's an okay reason for interest rates to go up. When you've talked about interest rates a few times, I think across the board, I don't want to say clients are concerned, but they're definitely aware yeah. of these rising interest rates, inflationary pressures. Yeah. You know, where do we think we stand on there? Yeah. So the the way that you would control inflation is through interest rates. So when the market interest rate starts running higher, it's anticipating that the Fed is probably going to have to raise interest rates into the future. Now, why does that matter? Well, think about it like this. When a dollar gets weaker, 
it ca- it's causing inflation. A gallon of gas costs more. Loaf of bread costs more. Dollar weaker, that is gonna, that's going to push towards inflationary pressure. Well, one of the ways that I can mop up the supply of dollars in the U.S. economy, so your money supply, typically measured by M2, but anyway, you're just going to raise interest rates, and what that'll do is suck some of that money out of the economy and into the banking system, thus lowering the supply of dollars you have in the economy, so each dollar then becomes stronger. So that's why interest rates and inflation kind of work together. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are our way of controlling inflation. And inflation is simply an economy that's growing. So, you know, when you hear Jay Powell, the chairman of our Federal Reserve, speak to, they want to encourage inflation. It's because that can be the umph that we really need to get the economy moving and uh, humming along. So there is a correlation. Right. And we won't get into M2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry <laughs> about that. That's a, yeah, sorry about that. That's a little bit technical. <laughs> so reopening, we've talked about that a little bit. Where do we stand? How's the market positioned? Yeah. How's the economy positioned? Yeah. I know yeah. how I'm positioned. I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're ready to we're ready to get back to some shred of normalcy, right? Yeah. Um, again, what you're gonna see is this rotation. And so as much as interest rates can impact things and, you know, they'll have a different impact on certain types of stocks, you're also going to see this rotation from the stay-at-home stocks to perhaps the reopening trade. You know, when I see headlines that uh, amusement parks are reopening and, um, you know, restaurants are increasing capacity, well, that's a different narrative than we've been dealing with. And certainly stocks that... uh, Align differently to that narrative will move differently. Now, what about stim? What about the stimulus packages? And, yeah, you know, we, we're hearing a lot of that. You know, that's been run up here in February. Yeah, yeah. So, the stimulus is something that investors have been waiting on for a very long time. The second round of uh, COVID relief, and when you think about it, it is a. It, there are two ways to kind of um, inject umph into the economy or inject stimulus into the economy. And that's through fiscal measures and monetary measures. Monetary is controlling interest rates and um, money supply. That's Jerome Powell. The fiscal side of things is going to be government spending, um, these stimulative measures. That should be what is called fiscal stimulus. And when we see that fiscal stimulus, you're going to see money pump into the economy one way or the other. Now, right now, that fiscal stimulus is is also a reason why you're seeing interest rates kind of move, mm. too. It all works together. It, it all works together. So you might have thought today you'd wake up to see green all over the screen um, in the market because <laughs> of a, a stimulus headline. But it doesn't always work like that. Um, it's good to make sure that we keep the momentum in the economy moving. So I'm happy to see some progress there. But we also have to just be careful because when you see $1.9 trillion, um, you know, uh, of dollars potentially being added to our money supply. Well, you know, yeah, that's something to be aware of. Well, when we discuss the stimulus packages and we discuss possible reopening, we look at hopefully, you know, reaching herd immunity. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting if we look back 12 months to last February. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think last February, I believe the coronavirus was named. And there were a lot of things going on, things that we didn't know. I mean, the thing that sticks out probably the most in my mind is the cruise ships. Right. All of a sudden, we're getting kind of little flashes of something is spreading on throughout the ship. We don't know why. Is it just the passengers? Is it just the you know the workers that right. are running the right. ship? And then all of a sudden, they're not allowed in the ports. Right. And then the markets start to react to that. 
Like, what does that mean? Hotel. I mean, you know, that was kind of, I don't want to say the beginning, but if we look back at that point and then we look back at where we are now, it kind of allows us to have a clear picture. We have made progress. We've made a lot of progress. We yeah. can see maybe where we're going to be. Yep. And that kind of, if we look ahead then, what type of stocks, you know, how are they affected with interest rates? You know, what should we be looking at? Right. Right. Yeah. So well done. And uh, thanks for taking us back through time. That, I mean, it, it's rather surreal mm -hmm. to think back a year ago to what we were on the doorstep of yeah. and, uh, and and where we've come to here. I mean, just the fact that we have vaccines in this short period of time is right. just amazing and a testament to uh, our innovations and, and just, um, you know, humankind. But anyway, when you think about what we need to be looking at going forward, it's that rotation. I mean, our goal is to always, I, I will say this to clients all the time. I want to have the right irons and the right fires at the right times. You know, we're not trying to time the market, jump in, jump out, but we are leaning into the turns. We are aware of what we think is coming down the road and we'll make adjustments um, that will align with kind of those big picture themes, macroeconomic themes. So I think that, again, I, I touched on this earlier, we're going to have to look at this rotation from that hyper growth kind of name where there's a big premium on the price of the stock and stuff. You're probably going to see something more into the smokestack stocks, the reopen trade. And so, again, that's something that we're always watching um, for our clients and making sure that the right irons right fires at the right times. And that's what we do for our clients, right? That's what we, we do take for take all of these topics that we talk about each month. Yeah, yeah. And we try to put them together, right? Yeah. Well, and let me just highlight the fact that in, in the month of February, we made moves for our clients. I mean, th this is what we do. Yeah. And it's an honor to be doing it for our clients. Um, and when you think about the moves that we were making for our clients, it was with a focus on handling interest rate volatility, Taking the taking some of the premium off the table, you know, we had done very well in some high growth names and making sure that we were protecting some of those gains was tantamount to our mm -hmm. movements. Understanding that the U.S. dollar is going to ebb and tide um, as you see headlines about, you know, inflation, stimulus, um, all, all that type of stuff. So we needed right. to, to be aware of that in our portfolio movement, but we were leaning into a turn and, you know, we're in the turn right now. I'm just glad we got uh, the position properly, but that's what we do for our clients. And it's wonderful to be right, but it's not as if we're timing the market. Right. But again, it's just making sure that we're on top of everything all along the way. And as fiduciaries, you know, we hope that those decisions are coming from a spot for their best interest. Yeah, absolutely. And being fee-only fiduciaries, I mean, that is huge. Yeah. Right there in front of regulators, we can prove that everything that we're doing for our clients is in their best interest and not ours. So Now, something that's in the interest of this podcast yeah. is, you know, we're part of Apple's podcast now. Yeah. So if it's easier for you to hear and listen and to us on that, you know, go ahead, subscribe. Uh, yep. Great financial sense. Yeah, you can download us on the Apple Store now. All right. So anyway, well, thank you. Ryan. Thank you so much for spending time with us, James. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful morning. Yeah. See you in a month. Yeah. Sounds good. All right.